It's Monday, May the 11th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, COVID-19 cases exceed 4 million and Britain to relax its lockdown. First, the world in brief. The number of confirmed cases of COVID-19 surged past 4 million globally, with more than 282,000 deaths. America, with a third of the world's fatalities, is by far the worst-hit country. Yet even governments that appear to have tamed the disease warned of its re-emergence. South Korea reported 35 new cases on Monday, its biggest increase in a month. A new cluster of infections in Shulan in northeastern China forced the city into complete lockdown, and Germany's infection rate accelerated. Boris Johnson, Britain's Prime Minister, announced plans to relax England's lockdown, encouraging people who cannot work from home to return to their jobs and permitting more outdoor activities from Wednesday. Shops and some schools may reopen in June. Mr Johnson's new Stay Alert slogan was criticised by some for being confusing. Harsher restrictions will remain in Scotland and Wales. Three high-ranking members of the Trump administration's coronavirus task force are self-isolating for a fortnight after potential exposure to the virus. They are Anthony Fauci, the American government's senior infectious disease official, Robert Redfield, director of the CDC, and Stephen Hahn, FDA commissioner. Late last week, two members of the White House staff tested positive for the disease. Iran's cabinet spokesman said that because of COVID-19, the government is prepared for an unconditional prisoner swap with America, according to local media reports. Ali Rabay said Iran has yet to get a response from their counterparts in Washington. America holds several dozen Iranians, many accused of breaking sanctions. The total number of Americans detained in Iran is unknown. China's central bank signalled it would take additional measures to boost the country's economy in the wake of the pandemic. The People's Bank of China said it would accelerate counter-cyclical adjustments and make monetary policy more flexible. It will seek to support small and medium-sized enterprises and introduce further interest rate reforms to lower borrowing costs and bolster liquidity. Saudi Arabia is to introduce a range of austerity measures as it battles a slumping oil price, the rising cost of fighting COVID-19 and a growing fiscal deficit. The kingdom's VAT is to be tripled to 15% and cost of living allowances paid to some state employees suspended. The deficit hit $9 billion in the first quarter of the year. And Colombia's flag carrier filed for bankruptcy protection. Avionca is Latin America's second-largest airline and also lays claim to being the world's second-oldest, having been formed a century ago. However, like others around the world, the carrier has been clobbered by the pandemic and the ensuing collapse in demand for travel. It says revenue has fallen by 80% since mid-March. And now, here's today's agenda. Empty house. A reconvening delayed. In April, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, said her chamber would reconvene on May 11th. It will not. Whereas the Senate returned to hold hearings and confirmed judges last week, the House remains in recess. The neighbouring states of Maryland and Virginia are preparing partial reopenings, but Washington, D.C. remains under stay-at-home orders, its COVID-19 caseload still growing. Avoiding large indoor gatherings seems sound policy, particularly as the average age in the House is nearly 58. As of last week, 14 members of the Capitol Police, which protects Congress, had tested positive. The Democratic-led House appears more comfortable with public health guidance than the Republican-led Senate. But at some point, the House will have to legislate. That may come as early as this week, says Ms Pelosi. 
She plans to hold votes on a massive economic aid package for state and local governments, and on a rule change to allow proxy voting, which Republicans oppose bitterly. Rolling on slowly, America's automotive industry. America's car makers, like those in the rest of the world, are restarting production after COVID-19 forced all assembly lines across the country to close in March. Non-unionized car factories run by South Korea's Hyundai Kia and Germany's BMW and Daimler reopened a week ago. Today, Toyota and Honda resume work at their plants. Detroit's big three, Ford, General Motors and Fiat Chrysler, are eyeing a mid-May return. But cranking up production will be difficult. Workers will face health checks. Social distancing in car factories is tricky at some stages of assembly because workers need to be near each other. Parts need to start flowing through the supply chain, but non-essential businesses in Mexico, the source of two-fifths of imported components, will be closed until May 30th. And business has been more severely curtailed in some states compared with others, including Michigan, the heart of America's car industry. Full production is weeks or months away. Seconds away, round three, Brexit. Brexit talks between Britain and the European Union resumed today by video link. After the previous round, the EU accused the British side of not engaging with its demand that any free trade deal depends on Britain agreeing not to undercut the bloc on social, environmental, labour and state subsidy rules. The EU also wants continued access to British fishing waters. Britain responded that the EU must change its negotiating mandate and accept that, as a sovereign state, it cannot accept such demands. Neither side is expected to give ground this week. Yet just one more meeting is planned before a June summit when leaders from both sides are to decide if the negotiations are making enough progress. One option then would be to extend the current transition period beyond December, but Britain insists it will not agree to this. The risk of having no trade deal in place is growing. Smokescreen. Deforestation in Brazil. Brazilian soldiers head to the Amazon rainforest today to help fight illegal logging which soared to an 11-year high last year and has continued to climb during the pandemic. Environmentalists blame President Jair Bolsonaro, who despite sending in the army has gutted enforcement agencies and encouraged farming and mining on protected lands. In April, with even fewer watchdogs in the field, deforestation increased by 64% compared with the same month a year earlier. The coronavirus has also distracted from the recent murders of indigenous leaders, sackings of government officials who tried to protect them, and a rule change that allows private landowners to lay claim to chunks of indigenous territories that have official demarcation pending. Congress has until May 19th to approve or reject a related presidential decree that makes it easier for squatters to gain deeds to federal land. First on the land grabber's formula, chopping down trees and burning them. Turkey's reopening. Malls before schools. Turkey has the ninth highest number of confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide, but the country has managed to limit the spread of the virus over the past month and so is moving to ease its lockdown. The government has already lifted travel bans in some provinces. On May 10th, the elderly, who were placed under a strict curfew at the start of the pandemic, were allowed to go out for a few hours for the first time in nearly two months. Everyone else was ordered to stay home. Istanbul, a bustling city of at least 15 million people, resembled a quiet seaside resort populated by pensioners. Schools remain closed, but shopping malls, hairdressers and barbers are set to reopen today. This is telling. President Recep Tayyip Erdogan is desperate to rekindle the country's economy. The IMF expects GDP to plummet by 5% this year, the Turkish lira is setting new lows, and unemployment is close to the highest level on record. 
Turkey will announce the latest job figures today. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Salvador Dali, who was born on this day in 1904. Mistakes are almost always of a sacred nature. Never try to correct them. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.